Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with a woman who is a Disney bride as well as a pastry chef assistant at Walt Disney World. So I thought you would be interested to hear how she planned her wedding, seeing as she is a wedding insider and I'm sure she knew exactly what kind of cake she wanted, and then also to get some ideas from her on how you can customize your own wedding cake to be the wedding cake of your Disney wedding dreams. So welcome, George. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Well, let's start at the very beginning and get the whole story of your wedding, starting with how you guys decided that you were going to have a wishes wedding at Disney. Was it sort of like, I'm a cast member, I have to do it, or was it more like, I looked every place else and this is the place for me? Well, we actually started planning our wedding before I was even a cast member. We had just been going to Disney for years. And when I was 14, I saw this whole TV special on the Disney weddings. And it's just something I always wanted to do. And then once we got engaged, my mother, she was like, so you're having a Disney wedding, right? So since she was the one paying for it, I didn't even consider that she would be okay with that. But then she was. Wow. (laughs) That's great. And then were you a cast member by the time you started planning? Actually, funny story. So we started planning and then we went down to Orlando. We were living in Baltimore, Maryland at the time, actually. We came down to Orlando for our wedding planning session. And I believe it had an October wedding, but our planning session was in March. So we came in for our planning session and then after talking with them, I actually got to meet one of the head cake decorators at our session and I kind of talked with him and we hit it off and I asked him how do I apply and he pretty much told me how to apply so I went that same day and put in an application and ended up working there by the time our wedding came around. That's amazing this is the first bride I've ever heard of who got a job out of her planning session. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, and then did you, were you guys just like, that's it? We'll up and move from Baltimore. Had you been thinking about it? Yeah, well, see, both of our families mostly live in Florida. They're all in Jacksonville, but Orlando isn't too much further. So we were kind of debating about coming to Florida anyway. So once we figured out that we had an opportunity to do it, we, we jumped on it. That is fantastic. 
Now, it sounds like your mom was on board. How did the rest of your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? No one was surprised at all. Like, everyone knew that both of us were always talking about wanting to go to the parks. And so once they heard that, it was like no brainer. But they were all really excited. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to take a vacation out of the wedding. So that's great. Now, how many guests did you invite and how many ended up making the trip? See, I think we invited somewhere between 60 and 70 and we ended up having, I think, 50 or 51. Okay, great. How did you guys choose your ceremony and reception venues? We definitely knew that we did not want to do the wedding pavilion just because we're not we're not really like traditional type of people. And to me, the wedding pavilion, like it's beautiful, but it's it's very traditional wedding. We figured if we're doing Disney, we want to do something like fun and kind of quirky. So um, our favorite park is Epcot. So we decided to go with that. We knew we wanted a morning ceremony. And I already bought some shoes that had little German Hubble characters as the heels. So <laughs> Germany was the obvious choice. <laughs> a wedding venue decided by the shoes <laughs> yeah I mean like this company they make these really off the wall kind of shoes so they have these this wedding line where li literally the heels are like little little German figurines of a bride and a groom and they're just so cute so I figured that that on top of the fact that Germany just looks like a storybook really not anything you have to do to decorate it so save some money there and then as far as the reception venue, we were kind of torn between the attic and Atlantic Dance Hall just because we like the atmosphere of those. However, the attic was much too small for our party size, so we went with the Atlantic Dance Hall. With that also, we, we know we really did not want one of the ballrooms just because you have to do so much more to them to dress them up. We would have rather go with the venue that is already like done up, you know? Right. Got it. Okay. And then did you guys have any kind of a theme to your wedding or colors? We were mostly just not really a theme, but we just wanted everything to be kind of bright and colorful and just have like little hints of Disney magic here and there. Just add some personal touches. Like at the table, we had Pez dispensers because I've, collect Pez dispensers so everyone had their own like Disney Pez dispenser to take home we had for the centerpieces we had like the vintage ride posters so something kind of fun and unique and not something that you would see in a traditional wedding. One thing I loved were the lanterns that you had suspended from centerpieces because you know what like when you want to hang lanterns at Disney there's always a huge charge and I love this idea that they're actually just suspended from something on the table. Yes, yeah, so they actually used, I think it was some sort of cable that they use for something with cars. I don't even know. We had found a photo online of a wedding from Atlantic Dance Hall where they had done something similar. So I had asked the floral coordinator about it, and she said that she remembers doing that, and they really enjoyed doing that the time before because it was for someone who they knew. So they were happy to recreate it for us. That's fantastic. And did Disney keep the stands? Like, do you think other brides could rent them? Or did you guys pay for them and keep them? We definitely didn't keep them. So I'm assuming they might have them still. 
Interesting. Okay, cool. Hot tip. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? We had a DJ there. And then for our pre-reception, we had a solo guitarist. Got it. Do you have any menu item or cake flavor recommendations from your reception? Well, we definitely, we got the Mickey waffles because if you're having a brunch wedding ceremony, then you don't want to skip on Mickey waffles. (laughs) And then um, (laughs) as far as cake flavor, so we had vanilla cake with cookies and cream filling and it was so good. But since coming into the role of working Disney wedding cakes, I have found a new flavor that I absolutely love and it's kind of a new flavor to the selection is the churro cake. So it's actually a cinnamon cake with kind of like a churro inspired mousse. There's no actual churros in it, but it's white chocolate mousse with cinnamon and it has like these little chocolate crunchies in it and it is so delicious. That's interesting. I think I got to interview the first bride who had the churro flavor and I have to tell you, it is a huge hit, and everybody is talking about it among the Disney bride community. Yeah, it's we get a lot of requests for it now that it's out there. Fun fact, though, the Disney World churro cake is a little different than the Disneyland churro cake. They use the cinnamon cake as well, but their filling is more like a Bavarian cream, and I think they have actual churro bits in theirs. Interesting. Okay. Because I have noticed in ordering special occasion cakes that they use, I think somebody said it was Chantilly buttercream, whereas you guys use more of a traditional buttercream, which is what I prefer. Yeah, we use we use a traditional buttercream over here. A lot of it has to do with the weather. Since it gets so hot and humid in Florida, we have to keep that in mind with our ingredients that we use, something that's going to withstand the heat. Because sometimes whenever we're taking cakes, from the bakery at the Grand Floridian, where they're all made, we're taking them all over property. So sometimes they have to make a trip and they have to be outside for a while. So we need to make sure that they're able to hold up to that. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know. So can you give me a timeline of how your wedding day ran? I think our ceremony was, yeah, it was a 9 a.m. ceremony. So I was up at 4 o'clock in the morning with my bridesmaids starting to get ready. We're done by about... 7.30, so at, at 7, 7.30, the groomsmen and the bridesmaids all got picked up at the Boardwalk Hotel, and a charter bus took everyone over to Epcot for photographs, and then another bus picked up all of the wedding guests around like 8.15 or so. So by 9 o'clock, all the photos were ready, and the ceremony was ready to begin, and then I'd say maybe 9.30, The ceremony was over. So then afterwards, we had a staged exit with bubbles, more photographs, and then a Cadillac took me and my husband back over to the boardwalk where we took more pictures. At that point, everyone else was already at the pre-reception. And then by 11 o'clock, the reception began, and it lasted until 3. So when you were planning your wedding, what were the three most important aspects where you focused your budget or you focused your attention? Well, we definitely wanted to make sure that we had good food. We really wanted a good variety just because people can be picky. So we had a buffet option. And then we wanted to make sure 
that it was kind of like a relaxed event because I know I've gone to weddings before where like the DJ is super hyper and like they're doing cha-cha slide and like kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the type who wants to be like up dancing the whole entire time. So I was respectful of that with my guests. So I told the DJ like, here's the kind of flow of music that we're wanting. Just don't start any like games or anything and we'll be good. <laughs> There wasn't really a whole lot to it except for making sure that everyone was happy and it was bright and colorful and we had good food. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all great things to have in a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then were there aspects that were just not as important to you where you saved money or time? Yeah, we cut out unnecessary entertainment. Like the planners were kind of pushing. They have this option for a domo who like, makes an appearance at the ceremony where he like announces everyone and you know at the planning session we thought maybe that was a cool idea until we found out how much something like that cost and we're like never mind we don't need that (laughs) (laughs) and then using the disney photographers i know a lot of people really want to use the disney photographers just because they're like experienced to disney weddings but we actually found Cassie Peach Photography, and she is a former Disney photographer who has since started her own company, and her rates are not nearly as expensive as what Disney charges, so that gave us some peace of mind knowing that she was going to know what she's doing, and we weren't going to be paying the full Disney price for it. I think she charged like less than half of their price. Wow, that's great. Same with like using Disney hotels. We didn't want to force, like we didn't want to do a room block enforce our guests into paying for overpriced rooms we kind of knew that everyone had like a hotel that they wanted to stay at so we just left it up to the guests where they stayed and made sure we let everyone know where to be when and when that's a good idea so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day definitely riding in the vintage cadillac convertible with my husband from the ceremony to the reception. I think that was like the only time the whole day where it was just me and him. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not really anything big. One thing that did go wrong is the solo guitarist was actually supposed to be at our ceremony as well, except for something happened and he wasn't able to make it. But my planner actually still had all my music like on a disc or something. So they were able to play our music selections over the speaker. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, that's great. And was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? Mostly just like corralling all of our families, making sure like everyone knew like where to meet and what time. Just because, you know, everyone was coming from someplace different and was going to be chartered over to Epcot. We didn't want anyone to get left behind. It ended up not being that big of a deal. I just, on the back of our invitations, I was pretty detailed about what time and like where to park. And I put the time 15 minutes earlier than they were actually supposed to be there just to kind of give some leeway. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Not really. I mean, the day went pretty perfectly. I think the only thing that I would change is that I would take a little bit more time to eat my food. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. But you got to eat your cake, right? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I got to eat my cake. Yeah, I got to eat. It's just, you know, the day, like, it goes by so fast, and I felt like sitting there eating. I was sitting there too long. I wanted to go and interact with everyone who was there. Got it. Yeah, I know that's definitely a pull when you are the bridal couple to want to make sure that you see everybody who came all the way to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because everyone was coming from, like, we had people from Wisconsin, Minnesota, California, Texas, Maryland. Like, people were coming from all over the place. So I wanted to make sure I got a good bit of FaceTime with every single person. That's great. Do you have any tips or advice for future wishes, brides, and grooms? Do your research. Read every single piece of information that they give to you. Double check all the math on everything that they send to you. Because we actually had an instance where they were sending us back like how much we owe. And something in floral got double charged somehow. And it was like a $4,000 difference. So... We caught it and they fixed it, but, you know, somewhere there might have been a bride who didn't check it and would have ended up paying that. Also, just trust the professionals. I know that being in the industry, whenever people are really particular about what they want, it's easier to be disappointed if it's not exactly how you pictured it. I find that if you kind of give, like, an idea of what you want it to be like, just trust the professionals to make it great. Usually you won't be disappointed. They're happier whenever they have some leeway to use their creative integrity. That's interesting. And that's great to hear too, because that's what I often advise people, especially at Disney, is that if you can let go, because I was a total control freak of my own Disney wedding, and I think some aspects would have been better if I had just let Disney have the creativity to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that leads me into some questions about cake. First, I would love to know how you, as a professional cake designer, decided what was going to be your own wedding cake. I don't know. I was surprisingly like not particular about my cake at all. I was just mostly concerned about picking something that tastes good. So we picked the um, cookies and cream because we know everyone loves Oreos. And then as far as the decoration, like, I just wanted something kind of fun and whimsical to match the room. So we ended up doing a two-tier cake covered in buttercream, no fondant. And we did like chocolate ganache dripping from it. And it was just covered in like macaroons and M&Ms and all sorts of little little pieces of candy. But then we added some fresh floral into it also to kind of like match the centerpieces in the bridal bouquet. That's cool. It really looked great. Thank you. So then one thing I've always been curious about is how many people it takes to make a typical Disney wedding cake. Is it something that just one person is assigned or is it a whole team? So there's a whole team of us. There are, let's see, there's about six of us on the weddings team right now. Two of our cast members have actually been with the weddings team for over 20 years. So they're like pioneers of Disney weddings. The rest of us were relatively new over like the past few years. But we have one person bakes all the cakes, and they're actually a production person for the entire Grand Floridian Bakery. So they're not doing just the baking our cakes. They're baking for other areas of the hotel as well. But then the rest of us, we make all of the fillings, all of the mousses, all of the buttercream. We slice all the cakes. We buttercream them all. We stack them, cover them in fondant, and decorate them. So usually it'll be 
aside from the baking, one person is in charge of the decoration of the whole cake. Okay, interesting. And how long from start to finish does it take to bake, assemble, and decorate a typical wedding cake? It's typically a three-day process. So one day it's baked, the next day we slice it and fill it and cover it in buttercream, and we let it chill overnight just to get nice and firmed up. And then the day before your wedding, that's when all the decoration goes on, and then the next day it's served to you. That's interesting. And I think that's an important thing to point out because often I'll see people who say, oh, I don't like fondant, so I have to get a buttercream only cake. But what they don't realize is that there's buttercream under the fondant. Exactly. And also, too, what people don't realize is the fondant isn't actually served to them. It's pretty much there for decoration purposes only. And then our catering team, what they do is before they slice up the cake to serve to the guests, they peel that whole layer of fondant off and there's a nice a nice layer of buttercream under it. So you don't even get the fondant. I have to ask, though, because I have had the opportunity to eat the fondant on some of the cakes at Disney. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Why is Disney fondant the only fondant that actually tastes good? We use a very top quality fondant. The brand is called Masa Ticino. And it is a fondant that is designed for tropical weather. You know, it it doesn't crack as easily as other brands of fondant, and it's used with higher quality ingredients. So it just, it tastes better. To me, it reminds me of marshmallows. Exactly. I describe it to people (laughs) as marshmallowy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And so uh, a further nerdy question. I have had people ask me, what are the crunchy things in the amaretto crunch mousse? Oh my gosh. Those are actually sugared almonds. <laughs> and really? they are, mm-hmm, they're so good. That's, uh, I forgot to mention that earlier too, but that's one of my other favorite flavors is the amaretto crunch. So good. That's interesting. So are they only almonds in the Amaretto Crunch? Like if you got another one of the crunchy flavors, would those be something else? Or is it always almonds? Well, with the Amaretto Crunch, it's the sugared almonds. That's the only flavor that uses that one. The other crunchy flavors we do are, um, we have a dark chocolate crisp. And with that one, we have this product called Crisp Pearls. And they're basically like, have you ever had like the the crispy M&Ms? I don't know if they still make those. Yeah. But um. But it's like that same kind of consistency, but it's just like a little ball of just little crispy bits with coated in dark chocolate. So we do a dark chocolate mousse with that mixed in. And then our other crunchy flavor would be the churro. We have a mixture of milk, chocolate, and foyotine, which is basically just this little crunchy cereal type of consistency mixed in with cinnamon mousse. I see. Okay. So each crunch flavor actually has a different crunch ingredient. It's Mm -hmm. not one size fits all. Okay. Exactly. What flavor combinations are the most popular now or are ones that you recommend? Definitely the churro. We actually, this one isn't so popular, but it's still kind of new. We get requests for it every once in a while. We do a Dole Whip cake, which isn't like technically made out of Dole Whip or anything, but it's, it's our orange flavored cake but we soak it in pineapple juice and we fill it with a tropical mousse filling. That's interesting. And what fruits make up the tropical mousse flavor? You know what? I'm really not sure what flavors are in it. For all of our mousses, we use fruit purees and most of them are like we have a raspberry, a strawberry, a blackberry, but then the tropical fruit one 
is just labeled tropical fruit. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I think on the box there's like, like a a picture of like a banana and a pineapple and an orange. So <laughs> we're gonna go with banana, pineapple, and orange. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, and can the pastry team create a custom cake flavor? Like if someone came up with a cake flavor they had when they were a kid or a family recipe. Yeah, we typically steer away from that and just use the standard flavors just because with other people's recipes, we don't know how it's going to hold up and there's a lot of experimenting required with that. We did have like, here's one instance. So we had a bride want strawberry buttercream. That's not something that's offered, but that's something that's simple that we're able to do or we, um, we already have a strawberry jam filling that we offer. And we just mix it with our buttercream, and that gives us a strawberry buttercream. So if it can be done within reason, and it's not something that is really recommended just because we have our set flavors that we know are really good. Okay. Do you have any idea why some resort pastry teams only offer certain sizes of cakes or flavors? Like some of them say they won't do a six-inch cake, or they can't do red velvet or something like that. Yeah, it, it just depends on... Like certain resorts don't have as advanced as the, uh, of a bakery space or they might have a smaller team and limited things that they're able to do there. Right now, I know most of them are done at the Grand Floridian because that's where that's where like the Disney weddings is centralized out of there. But I know some cakes are done out of other resorts. Okay. Are you seeing any trends among the wedding cakes that are being requested? Yes, a lot of rustic cakes. Those are the ones that are iced in um, plain buttercream. And then it's kind of spatulated to give like this horizontal texture and then decorated with fresh floral. I've been seeing a lot of that lately. It's something really simple and a less expensive option, but with the fresh floral is still really like beautiful. Also, we've been seeing a lot of gold. A lot of gold brush strokes or intricate royal icing piped and painted with gold. Interesting. And then are there any styles or designs that are your favorite to execute or that you wish you could do more of? I love doing custom cakes. I love doing anything that has some sort of like sculpted figure on it. Or um, like, for example, one time we had a groom's cake. Actually, it wasn't a groom's cake. It was a surprise for the father of the groom or the father of the bride but um it was still served at the wedding and he was a big fan of the turkey legs served in the theme park so i got to make like a rice crispy and chocolate replica of a turkey leg and that's <laughs> not something that like you see ever <laughs> but i got to make it and it was really fun so things like that i really enjoy doing just anything that's like super whimsy and wild. I'm all for it. <laughs> Similarly, sometimes you'll see somebody and they ask for a cake that's, you know, um, Star Wars or something. And often they will be told that because of legal reasons, they can't have certain characters. Yes. So we have a legal team that they have to, anytime we're doing some sort of character on a cake, like it has to go through the legal team. And I'm not sure exactly how it works. It makes zero sense to me. But um, there are certain images of Disney characters that cannot be used 
And, like, as far as making, like, fondant figurines of characters, if it deviates from the exact likeness, then there's going to be trouble, so. Oh, no. But do you guys have, like, a standard book of screen prints? Because it seems like even that can be difficult to get out of private dining. Like, what images can I have on the cake? Yeah, so I don't really have the access to that, but I know Chef Richard, like, has he kind of has like a catalog of like different images of the different princesses that we use or pictures of Mickey that we use. And like we're able to print them out on an edible ink printer and back it in chocolate and put it on the cake. But, you know, we can't like hand paint a character or make a model of one. That makes sense. Yeah. I know another popular one is the bride and groom from the Haunted Mansion. We've done a lot of Haunted Mansion cakes that have the wallpaper on it. And that wallpaper we can do. And then we have an image of like the hitchhiking ghosts that we can use. So what one popular cake that we do a lot of, especially in October around Halloween, is a Haunted Mansion cake. That'll have the wallpaper. And then on the top, we have made a little chocolate doom buggy. And we put like an image of the hitchhiking ghosts sitting inside of there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I know Haunted Mansion cakes are always get a ton of likes online. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, those are one of my favorite ones to decorate. So if a couple has an idea for a custom cake design, what's the best way for them to communicate that to you guys? So all of that would go through their wedding coordinator. So whenever they, I mean, they can email with her before their planning session and talk during their planning session. But um, best way would be to print out all your pictures from Pinterest or send them over. Or even we've had brides sketch out their own cake. And what they do is they'll send those to their to their coordinator. And then the coordinators communicate with our team to come up with what sizes and how it's going to be executed and whatnot. Okay, yeah, because usually when I have one done, I like Photoshop this Franken cake out of a bunch of cakes I liked online. And yes. then they're like red X's and arrows and all these notes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that was the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, we, we get a lot of that. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, that actually, you mentioned size. What are the standard sizes for a two or three tier wedding cake at Disney? Sometimes people wonder because they want to get their topper to fit. Right. It really depends on how many guests they're serving, but most of the cakes have a six-inch top-tier cake. Got it. Okay. And then what are some factors that drive up the price of a cake? Anything that people would be surprised to learn? Like I've seen people say, I don't understand why my fondant quilted cake with tiny Mickey heads in each join is so expensive. Yes, because that takes a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anything any any cakes where you know the decorator has is sitting there for like hours doing like one little thing over and over again or anything with really detailed intricate piping or something with extensive fondant work usually becomes a uh, a cost factor okay so what are some changes that can be made if they get the cake quote back and it's too expensive and they want to modify the cake to make it less expensive do you have any suggestions of things like that they can take off or simplify i mean it really depends on what their original cake was in the first place i don't know i guess that one's a case a case by case scenario but we that happens a lot where um we'll get someone asking for some off the wall fondant with sugar floral and quilted and piping and this and that and then they get the quote and then they decide to go with a rustic buttercream (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a hot tip, folks. Just go straight to yeah. rustic buttercream. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people don't realize, you know, how much how much time it takes to do some of these cakes, and that really is one of the most important factors, I guess, whenever it comes to the cost. What are some good resources for couples who need cake inspiration? Definitely Pinterest and Instagram are your two best friends there. (laughs) And do you have any suggestions for couples who want to preserve the top layer of their wedding cake? Here's the best advice for that is take your cake and completely saran wrap it. Saran wrap can touch the cake. Give it maybe two or three layers of plastic wrap. And then if you have a box, put it in the box. Keep it in the freezer. Whenever you are ready to eat the cake a year later, take it out of the freezer. Let it thaw completely to room temperature before unwrapping it. And that should keep it the most fresh. It's not going to be completely fresh. It might not be as beautiful as it was, but that's from what I've read from brides in the past, the best way to keep it. Okay. And my personal advice is eat the cake on your honeymoon, go back to Disney for your anniversary and have Disney make you a new cake. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, we didn't keep our top tier because I personally don't want to eat old cake. (laughs) (laughs) When you order a new cake, then you have a chance to do a different design or a spin on your wedding cake. Exactly. Exactly. Me and my husband actually had, we did an anniversary cake a year later, which was fun because I got to remake my own wedding cake. I wasn't the one to decorate my own wedding cake. One of our chefs, Richard, made my wedding cake. But then a year later for our anniversary, I made it a surprise for my husband. So I, I set it up. I put in an order just like a guest would. But then I was the one to actually decorate it. And then for me and my husband's anniversary lunch, we went to the cafe at the Grand Floridian. And while my husband was in the bathroom, I let the server know, like, hey, we should have a cake on a reservation. It's a surprise. Don't say anything. And then at the end, the server brought out a little replica of our wedding cake. And my husband was so surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So was it a mini cake or was it like a six-inch cake? It was a six-inch cake. Yeah, our cake was actually, our original cake was an 8-inch and a 12-inch, which isn't like traditional sizing, but I didn't care. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, compared to our original one, a 6-inch was a mini version of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And for my listeners who are interested in ordering a cake for your anniversary, I have complete details on DisneyTravelBabble.com, including a list of the phone numbers to call for every single resort and park at Walt Disney World. Well, Jordan, this has been so helpful and so informative. I really appreciate your taking the time to share the story of your wedding and all of these great tips on how anyone can get the Disney wedding cake of their dreams at Walt Disney World. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to answer for you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, 
available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.